During the day, we have the sirens, but everyone in Ukraine trying to work now. Yeah, we take our laptops, we go to bomb shelters, but okay, we still work. Ukrainian managers, they will be like the best risk managers in the world. We try to be positive because when they see that we have like positive attitude, it's more easier for others like do their job every day. I worry, but this feeling will not help me. So I understand that, okay, I can be worried several minutes, but after that, okay, let's do our job. The whole country work now like startups, so we don't wait for someone who will tell us what should be done. Everyone today can support Ukraine, not only by donating, but also buying Ukrainian products. And I think that it will be my main message. That's Ilona Misko, an entrepreneur based in Ukraine who runs a B2B startup called Fuel Finance. She's leading a team that's navigating bomb sirens every day while trying to make her business a model for her country. I'm Bob Safian, former editor of Fast Company, founder of the Flux Group, and host of Masters of Scale Rapid Response. I wanted to talk with Ilona because doing business in a war presents obstacle after obstacle with emotional, financial, and management challenges. Her audio is a little scratchier than usual for Masters of Scale, but we wanted to get her story to you as quickly as possible. She embodies how a startup spirit is surging through Ukraine and how important business impacts are for individual Ukrainians and the country overall. Her experience offers lessons for any leader about communication, mission, collaboration, and creativity. She appreciates the support that her team has received from others, and she champions the support they provide each other. And she demonstrates how talent anywhere in the world can contribute in building for the future, even in the most perilous of circumstances. We'll start the show in a moment after a word from our premier brand partner, Capital One Business. I woke up in the middle of the night because I had this nightmare that we were front page news that we've done the stupidest mistake of our life by making this pivot. <laughs> That's Aparna Saran, Chief Marketing Officer for Capital One Business. And she's recalling a moment from her previous position at Capital One when she was heading up a team designing a new business card. We had just made the decision to go all in and sunset the prior version of the product, which was honestly the cash cow for our business. When we made that decision within a senior leadership meeting, as someone who had been on the journey to build this out for five plus years, it was really exciting. But by the time the weekend hit, I started to feel the responsibility and the pressure. We are taking this big bet on something that I've built. Perhaps you've been there. You've made a pivotal decision, and then panic sets in. How would Aparna calm her butterflies and steer her team through this pivot? We'll find out later in the show. It's all part of the Refocus Playbook, a special series where Capital One Business highlights stories of business owners and leaders using one of Reed's theories of entrepreneurship. Today's Playbook Insight? Have multiple Plan Bs. I'm Bob Safian, and I'm here with... 
Ilona Misko, founder and CEO of Fuel Finance. Ilona is coming to us from Ivano Frankist in Ukraine as I ask my questions from my home in New York. Ilona, thanks for joining us. This is the first interview we've done from Ukraine. And the first my also. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to be able to talk to you. So I just want to start by just asking, like, how are things going? For folks here, it sure seems like things are intensely stressful over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have already like jokes uh, between entrepreneurs that Ukrainian managers, they will be like the best stressful managers and risk managers in the world <laughs> because during class months here, it's really a challenge for us, challenge managing business during the war challenging in management of the team and also in volunteering and help our country. So I think we feel like fighters now. Sometimes we are really upset, especially I see what is going on with my people in my country. I'm not very happy as I'm usual, not as positive attitude, but mostly we try to fight and do our best because, okay, in the morning, like worried news. But after that, you should do your work because when you will be crying, it's not the help that country needs now. Mm. So you are now near leave, you said. Yes. Is that where you were when the war first started? No, no. I, I usually live in Kiev. Kiev is my native city. So I was uh, in the first day of the war there. And I decided on the second day, I decided to relocate in Western Ukraine. Yeah. Were you surprised that the war started? I mean, I, I know there was lots of discussion and some people are expecting it. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it was very strange feelings that all Ukrainians had during the months before this war. It was a very strange situation because... On the one day, we decided that we should be prepared and we decided to discuss with our team members how you can prepare everything about, okay, where you will relocate in case the war will start. We also started to analyze, okay, what we have with our financial plan and how we should manage the business, so what risks we have and everything. We felt the stress, we felt this pressure. So, uh, yeah, it was not easy. We had a guest on recently who talked about people in Kiev working in shelters with their laptops looking for Wi-Fi. Yeah, we, we like still work like this. During the day, we have the Syrian, so we need to go to bomb shelters. But everyone in Ukraine trying to work now. And yes, people work in bomb shelters and we are happy that in most bomb shelters we have Wi-Fi so we can work. So it's like a little bit like normal life now because, yeah, we take our laptops, we go to bomb shelters, but okay, we still work. And uh, the most craziest day when we decided to go to Product Hunt because when we decided to launch something, especially on this day, we will have most number of Syrians during the day. So usually it was like two or three before, but on this day we had seven times per day the Syrians. So we should go to bomb shelter every time. So it's, it was really crazy. 
was it scary? You're, you're smiling. It's almost like it's uh, now looking back like it was an adventure. I guess it's an adventure if you're okay, but it sounds a little scary. During the first two weeks, we were scary, but I think on the third week already, we understand, okay, what is going on? And after that, you try to live your life with new reality. We try to smile, we try to be positive because, first of all, I have the team and the team should understand that with me, everything is okay and I manage this business. And when they see that we have like positive attitude and all executive team has positive attitude, it's more easier for others like do their job every day. Yeah, we like should work in bomb shelters, but to be honest, in Western Ukraine, we are not in that situation. You saw this photo near Kiev and in, for example, Eastern Ukraine. In Eastern Ukraine, they don't think about work. We have like much worse situations there. Mm. Do you have colleagues who are in the East or has everyone moved to the West? Oh, we have one developer, one engineer there. He was in Kharkiv, but I think on the second week, uh, he decided to go to Dnipro. It's another city in eastern Ukraine, but more safe situation. In Kharkiv, he was near all these bombs, and so it was a uh, very, very bad situation there. But now we have 90% of our team here in western Ukraine, so everything is better. Mm. Now, your business is, if I understand it right, it's a startup that helps other startups with their financing tools and support for them so that they can focus their energies on their areas of expertise and you take care of the finance part of it. Have I got that right? Yeah, we take care of finance for all startups. So no headache, <laughs> no more hundreds of different XLS docs. We like digital financial department for all startups and combine software and financial managers to do it. I was looking on your website and your clients include an app developer in Kyiv, a construction company in Kyiv, a product company that's got engineers and designers in Kyiv. How are your clients doing? And how do you deal with billing and collecting and all that when the economy is disrupted so much? When uh, the war started, we had like half of our clients, Ukrainian companies, but another half of our clients are US-based companies. So Ukrainian companies, some of them, they still work, but some Ukrainian companies stopped. But we believe that our mission in our company, even in such hard times, we should help other businesses to stay strong. So we uh, did much work when the war started. We helped our Ukrainian clients. They have questions, okay, what we should do with salaries? We don't have revenue now. What resource we have? What cash balances we have? So what really we should do? It was like challenging part for us. But also we created two projects that help Ukrainian business now. First project was like financial platform to match Ukrainian business and financial managers here in Ukraine. We have 80 financial managers and CFOs from Ukraine who now help Ukrainian businesses. Also, we'll provide all information that Ukrainian business uh, need now in finance. Second one, we also created a volunteer project with other company, Lyft99, where everyone 
from all over the world can donate to Ukrainian business who changed during the war. So, for example, before the war, they made beautiful shoes, but after the war, they make military boots now. And we make this platform and everyone now can donate and help these companies because they don't generate revenues, but they help military forces and others during this war. I looked at the the site that you created with Lyft 99. Lyft 99 is like a a co-working space in Kyiv, right? It's yeah. sort of where different startups come together. The website's very nice sort of showing how these businesses have shifted from as you say being a a shoe company to making combat boots or a restaurant that's preparing meals for soldiers. I'm curious I've heard that the Ukrainian digital ministry led by Mikhail Fedorov, that it's been sort of recruiting and encouraging digital businesses and influencers. Is that part of where this effort comes from? Or is this something that you guys started on your own? This is one that we started by our own with uh, Lift 99. But yeah, we have also here in Ukraine our IT army that really was created by our Minister of Digital Transformation. Something awesome. We talk about 100,000 people in IT Army. They communicate with all digital businesses. They communicate with Elon Musk. And we now have Starlink in Ukraine. It's something was impossible before the war. Starlink really helps us because I, for example, communicated with uh, my friend who is in military forces. He like wrote me, okay, I can really write you this message that I'm okay because now we have Starlink here. This support is simply unbelievable now for us. Mm. In this period, is government making it easier for you and startups? Are you startups trying to make things easier for the government? The whole country work now like startups. Uh, we have the government. The government do their best job. They communicate with other countries. They collect money for the military forces. On the other hand, we have another group with Ministry of the Digital Transformation. We have other group of entrepreneurs and startup founders. We have the situation when everyone do their best job, everyone helps each other. So we see what should be done and the first who see what should be done, start do it. So we don't wait for someone who will tell us what should be done. With the pandemic, with COVID-19, many businesses had to adjust quickly and keep adjusting as rules and conditions changed around us. Did that help prepare you and Ukraine for this time or is it just completely different? I think first of all it's completely different. So for example when it was COVID you you can be safe if you stay home but now you couldn't be safe even being at your home. But I think yes that COVID has prepared for this especially for me it's the second crisis during two and a half years of managing my business so we started this business and already already was like COVID in a year so we had the situation with revenue decline yes like all businesses and uh, safety of team members and relocation of business it was totally new so this part was really unpredictable mm. You mentioned you have clients that are in the United States. Yeah. Are those clients 
understanding of the conditions that you're working in in Ukraine? Or do they just need you to do what you had always done before the war? I think they are surprised because they received that results that always were expected from us without delays. So yeah, we like had this short stop in our work, but only during first several days. But after that, we continued our work. They were shocked. Also, we received much support from them. Some of them like wrote me, we can like make you additional payments for some next months now, but maybe you like need this additional money now. So some of them wrote, maybe you need some help with the relocate of your team. So really appreciate such support. But she says that we deliver results the same as it was before this war. How many people are on the fuel finance team? Now we have 23 team members and two co-founders. And are all those folks in Ukraine? Some of them already in Poland, but there are like 90% of our team in uh, Western Ukraine. We've had several episodes that talk about refugees. I always wonder, for those of you who stay, do you ever feel upset about the others that leave? That like they're sort of giving up? I think that we have now such situation that people that decided to go to other countries, they're more upset than people who stay here. <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's like these people needed to do it because we all have mothers, children to be in the safe place. But also we have already cases when our team members who were in Poland, now they decided to go back to Ukraine. Because in Western Ukraine, like, safe situation, and they decided that they want to be now with their families. And someone, like, in other countries, every time when I have called, I feel happiness that this person is safe and everything is okay. I think I feel more happy than upset. We'll be back in a moment after a word from our premier brand partner, Capital One Business. There was panic that set in that night because I didn't want to let people down. We're back with Aparna Saran of Capital One Business. She was recalling the time she woke up in a cold sweat, terrified that the new product she had been working on might fail. So the next morning, she sat down and wrote an email. It was Sunday morning, and I said, you know what? I'm going to just like share this with my peers. It was very emotional. It was like sort of a cry for help. Aparna realized that if the new product didn't take off, she needed a plan B, preferably multiple plan Bs. I'm inviting them to be the thought partners so that we are mitigating as much risk as possible and we have contingency plans in place as we make this move. You write something like this and your heart is pounding, should I send this? It was a super vulnerable moment for me. But then I was like, I'm going to just send this. Like, what's the worst that will happen? It can't be worse than being on the front page of the <laughs> newspaper. So she held her breath and hit send. What happened next would surprise even her. We'll hear about that later in the show. It's all part of Capital One Business's Spotlight on Business Leaders, following Reed's Refocus Playbook. Before the break, we heard Ukrainian entrepreneur Ilona Misko talk about serving clients and the startup community as the war began. Now she talks about managing her team at Fuel Finance and the importance of following a mission in a crisis. 
She also talks about why some Western businesses are more loved than ever. And she makes a plea to all our listeners to buy from Ukrainian businesses as a means of support. How do you think about managing your team in an environment like this? Especially during the first, I think, three, four days. We were in Slack chat all 24 hours because we understand that we need support each other now and I should support our team members. We had the first priority to relocate our team to more safe places. Now I see and understand that it was very important part for our team members, this communication. On the first day of the war, we paid salaries to our team members, so they also like felt more safe. But also, I think that we have very strong mission in our company, so we have mission to help companies and save them from bankruptcies and financial mistakes. And we believe that what we do for these companies can impact on GDP growth in Ukraine and all over the world. So. Everyone in our team here, first of all, we have thought how to be safe, how to help our families and friends. But after that, everyone, they started to think, okay, but now we should help other businesses and our clients because it's our mission. We had many calls and we discussed, okay, someone couldn't work because someone had worse situation, more Syrians and managers said, okay, I will do your work because now you are not in the safe place. It's okay. I can do more now. Everyone in our team, they do their job, but after that, they do different volunteer projects. Someone, for example, helped deliver now from Poland to Ukraine, different stuff that military forces needs. So we have very strange situation. Uh, we had one-to-one talks with everyone in the team. How is it going? What help they need now from the company or from other team members? I think it's like family now. Mm. And you haven't had any members of your team have family members or otherwise who've been hurt in the war or to this point that that has been okay? We have one team member who decided to join military forces and we received messages from him that uh, now he like financial guy for military forces. <laughs> so in one hand, I have AK-47. In other hand, I have my laptop. <laughs> so it's very, very strange, but no one was hurt. And I feel grateful for that. Everyone from our team, everyone is safe. And for your business, you mentioned that some of the other businesses didn't have revenue. As the founder, as the CEO, how much do you worry about your own revenue and you having enough resources to be able to support your team? Q Finance is a startup, but we were profitable before the war. So we are a financial team. So yeah, <laughs> like understand how to manage finance. We have reserves to pay salaries. Well, now we are break even. We believe everything will be better with every month. Yeah, it doesn't mean that I'm not worried. I worry, but this feeling will not help me. So I understand that, okay, I can be worried, but like several minutes. But after that, okay, let's do our job. So I think that everything is possible. We even 
made product hunt and we became the product of the day during the war and <laughs> sitting in bomb shelters. So now I believe that uh, we can do everything. How did the product hunt opportunity come up? We like started to make our product two years ago. We uh, made market research. We tried to understand what founders think about finance. So we had traction and uh, we have a strategic session one week before the war. So we had a plan, very detailed, to launch website. It was planned on the first day of the war. After that, our plan was we should go to Product Hunt because we updated our website, we updated information, and we made very cool video explainer about what we do in fuel finance. We had this decision, okay, we should go to Product Hunt and test our idea, receive feedbacks from this community. Product Hunt opportunity gave us many leads, more than... 50 leads we received during one day. It was like, boom. You mentioned that you listen to our podcast, which we appreciate. Yeah. You know, our podcast focuses often on Western businesses. And I'm curious how Ukrainian business people feel about how Western businesses have responded to the war, to the invasion. I think that now... Western businesses, we see much response. So we see how these businesses decided to go out from Russia and stop their business there. It's a valuable decision. And I see support for such businesses in Ukraine. We will love these businesses even more <laughs> after that. Yeah, we have here like lists of businesses who support us. And we also have lists of businesses who decided to stay in Russia. And we believe that such businesses, they really finance this war and they give money to Russia to make this war. So with such businesses, I see how people decided not to buy these products. We understand that business really make huge changes now and every company can make this change. Mm. Is there anything that you would say to all the people who are listening to this who are business people about maybe the things they should do, the things they shouldn't do? We understand that all entrepreneurs are fighters. And I believe that every entrepreneur can understand that, okay, we can grow our business even in such stressful situation. Today, uh, my friends, they made platform named Spend with Ukraine. It is a platform where we have all lists of Ukrainian companies that make really cool products. And I think that everyone today can support Ukraine, not only by donating, but also buying Ukrainian products. And I think that it will be my main message to everyone, to every founder, that you can simply support us even buying our Ukrainian products. And where is this list again, you said? Yeah, it's the website named spendwithukraine.com. We have the list of all companies there in very different spheres, in fashion, in tech, uh, in services, uh, in entertainment. And I think everyone should understand that we all like donate our salaries and half of our profits and part of our revenues. We all donate to Ukrainian military forces, to other organizations which help Ukraine here. So 
it will be very helpful for us if everyone will buy Ukrainian products. Well, I, I really appreciate you having this conversation with us. And I'm grateful that we haven't been interrupted by you having to run to the bomb shelter. Fun fact, I will tell you that we had a strategic session in a working which has a name. I will translate this word, Ukrainian, Peremoha. Uh, it translated to English like victory. And we believe that it was not a coincidence. So we believe that, yes, <laughs> we will have this victory in Ukraine. Well, I wish that for you, too. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for this conversation. I was happy to share this experience. And now, a final word from our brand partner, Capital One Business. Throughout the day, text messages and emails kept pouring in. Whatever you need, just let us know. We're back one more time with Aparna Saran of Capital One Business. She was telling us about a Sunday morning email she fired off in a moment of panic. Minutes later, her inbox was overflowing. And the support she found wasn't just emotional, it was practical. We talked about detailed contingency plans and we created our go-to-market strategy. Before we are in full rollout mode, we had stage gates so that we could test and quickly learn and iterate. And within a matter of like six months, as we were rolling things out channel by channel, those stage gates would allow us to pivot if we saw something that we didn't like. That day, Aparna learned a lesson that stayed with her. Having multiple plan Bs doesn't just expand your options. It gives you new opportunities. The best way to pivot is actually open doors for thoughtful conversations because humility in knowing that you actually don't know everything as well as the empathy in knowing that disruption is always drastic and abrupt helps you go through that pivot with other people in a very different way. Capital One Business is proud to support entrepreneurs and leaders working to scale their impact from Fortune 500s to first-time business owners. For more resources to help drive your business forward, visit CapitalOne.com slash Business Hub. That's CapitalOne.com slash Business Hub. Masters of Scale Rapid Response is a Wait What original. The show is recorded remotely using sanitized audio gear. I'm your Rapid Response host, Bob Safian. Host for Masters of Scale is Reed Hoffman. Our executive producers are June Cohen and Darren Triff. Our supervising producer is Jay Punjabi. Our producers are Jordan McLeod, Christina Gonzalez, and Marie McCoy-Thompson. Our music director is Ryan Holiday. Original music and sound design by Daniel Nissenbaum and the Holiday Brothers. Audio editing by Keith J. Nelson, Stephen Davies, Andrew Nault, and Mike Gallagher. Mixing and mastering by Aaron Bastinelli. Special thanks to Emily McManus, Sarah Sandman, Kelsey Capitano, Tim Cronin, Charlie Manessis, Adam Heiner, Anna Pizzino, Ben Richardson, Mina Kurosawa, Saida Sapieva, and Colin Howard. Become a member of Masters of Scale to get access to a year's worth of courses and content on the Masters of Scale Courses app. Find out more at mastersofscale.com membership. Visit mastersofscale.com slash rapid response to find the transcript for this episode and be sure to subscribe to our email newsletter.